Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on the hog markets. Up first in today's country comment, Mallory LaWarren with the Manitoba Crop Alliance will stop by to talk about the cereal harvest just getting underway. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us on the program is Mallory Lewarn, agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance, to give us an update on the cereal harvest just getting underway. Harvest is beginning. Um, I would say winter wheat harvest is in full swing. It's a little bit early for any yield reports yet, so hopefully you hear more on that by early next week. Um, as far as spring wheat and barley, I believe harvest has begun in the south central area of the province um, in those early planted fields. Again, I don't have any yield estimate to report yet, just that yield is highly variable within individual fields. Um, and then I have heard a few reports of producers that won't be able to swath their cereals as there isn't enough straw to hold up the swath. Those crops will need to be straight cut then? or yes. Yeah. As far as timing, is this early for harvest to begin? Yes, it, I, th- I think it's uh, pretty early as far as cereal harvest uh, goes. And that's obviously just because of the heat and drought, um, the cereal crops have advanced rapidly. So Up until this point, um, what have you been hearing as far as how, how the crop is looking? It's kind of variable. Up in the north region, I've heard that things are actually looking pretty good. Um, Inner Lake, obviously not as great. Into the central area of the province, again, um, not super great. But I have heard preliminary reports that quality is looking okay. We've been hearing about grasshoppers. Has that been an issue? A grasshopper damage seems to be a bit patchy across the province. I noticed quite a bit of grasshopper damage in the central area of uh, the province, and it was actually pretty crazy. Like, I saw grasshoppers feeding on maturing kernels, whereas we normally just see damage to foliage. Um, but yeah, they were they were eating the the kernels of the wheat plants that I was seeing. So. It was definitely a weird thing to see. Anything else to highlight? or I'll just touch on like pre-harvest herbicide applications. Um, they're continuing this week. A general reminder that the correct stage for pre-harvest glyphosate application in cereals is when grain moisture content is below 30%, um, also called the hard dough stage, and that's when a thumbnail impression should remain in the kernel. Um, producers can also tell if their cereals are at physiological maturity by looking at the peduncle, which is the portion of the stem directly below the head, which will have changed from dark green to light green or yellow. And then we have some pretty good visuals of this up on our website at mbcropalliance.ca. That was Mallory LaWarn with the Manitoba Crop Alliance giving us an update on the cereal harvest. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The governments of Canada and Manitoba have agreed to increase the 2021 Agri-Stability Interim Benefit Payment Percentage from 50% to 75% for Manitoba producers. The Interim Benefit provides the opportunity for producers who are enrolled in Agri-Stability to access a portion of their benefit early to help support losses and cover costs. With this increase, Manitoba producers can apply for an interim benefit to receive 75% of their estimated final 2021 benefit before completing their program year. Manitoba is also invoking the late participation option for producers not currently participating in agri-stability. 
Payments to late participants will be reduced by 20% prior to applying any other deductions or penalties. Participants may be eligible for an interim payment as an advance on their final 2021 AGRA stability benefit. The deadline to apply for an interim payment is March 31st of 2022. With harvest underway, Keystone Agricultural Producers President Bill Campbell is commenting on the current situation. Probably seeing an earlier harvest than what, you know, is considered normal. And we have seen combines rolling in, in some crops and extremely variable based on whether you got a timely summer rain. And uh, I would suggest that some of those rains have been very small and isolated in areas. So three miles away from you may have got a rain and maybe missed a rain. And that's um, what we're seeing. But, uh, you know, harvest is, is happening and, and mainstream is maybe next week we will see Lots of combines rolling. Campbell says we won't truly know what yields will be until the crop is in the bin. And Mallory LaWarren is an agronomist with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. She touched on the cereal harvest. Harvest is beginning. I would say winter wheat harvest is in full swing. It's a little bit early for any yield reports yet, so hopefully you hear more on that by early next week. As far as spring wheat and barley, I believe harvest has begun in the south central area of the province in those early planted fields. Again, I don't have any yield estimate to report yet, just that yield is highly variable within individual fields. I have heard a few reports of producers that won't be able to swath their cereals as there isn't enough straw to hold up the swath. Lauren says cereal harvest is starting early due to the hot, dry conditions. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, August 6th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get an update on the hog markets. Joining us now is Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services to give us an update on the hog markets. So forward contract prices have performed pretty well over the course of the last, uh, you know, three weeks or so, up until yesterday. <laughs> the lean hog futures declined um, well, almost the limit, the daily limit in trade yesterday. Um, and that obviously uh, took a big chunk out of our forward prices. Um, so while, you know, while uh, I think we were running, you know, several weeks, there were, there were effectively a week in every winter month that yielded producers more than $200 a pig. Um, and now we're down... Um, pretty sharply from that um there's there's no longer that potential to hedge those levels um that said there's still some reasonable value in there especially given uh what we typically see in terms of uh seasonal influence on the on the fall and and winter months um it's uh it's just taken a pretty nasty toll and we're starting to see a little bit more volatility a little bit more uncertainty associated with uh, whether or not we're going to be able to manage the supply coming into the this fall run, and then um, and also uh, uncertainty on the de- on the demand side. Um, there's some question as to whether or not we can um, expect China to, to to maintain the lower levels even that we're that we're running at, and there's a question as to whether you know the elevated levels that we've seen shipped to Mexico are going to be maintained. So just a lot of uncertainty, and I think that's likely uh, likely leading to to some of the pressure on the on the forward prices. And I guess talk a bit more about uh, cash markets. 
Cash markets um, were generally, you know, have generally been pretty supportive. What we're seeing is a bit of a divergence in um, kind of in two uh, groups. Um, those hogs in the United States that aren't on a committed program, a committed packer program, um, they've been taking some pretty big um, uh, change, like moves lower over the course of the last two weeks. The ones, the hogs that are already committed um, to going to, you know, a particular packer that typically have some reference made to the pork cutout value, that's the value of all the pork primal cuts that a packer would sell. Um, they've held up a lot better. Um, we've got, you know, and that's because we've got uh, record high pork belly prices. We've got really strong um, uh, ribs and, and hams as well. Hams took a little bit of a, a hit this week. Um, but in general, pork prices are, are, are quite high. So, um, so cash markets are kind of seeing the net effect of those two. Um, they're still very, uh, I, I think they're in, in pretty good shape. The question is really how the market um, deals with the expected run-up of an additional 250 to 300,000 hogs per week coming over the course of the next month and a half. Talk a bit about African uh, swine fever. Um, you know, we heard recently of the the case in uh, Dominican Republic. Um, I guess just overall, what's what's the latest on on that uh, disease? Yeah, so I mean, the main focus of that is is still likely on the impact of Chinese uh, China's production and and their demand for global pork supplies. But the news of uh, of it move, uh, of it being found in in the Dominican Republic was a bit of a shocker. Um, it's uh, I can't say that it had you know a direct effect on on North American markets here, um, but it does it kind of does raise awareness to the fact that the the disease is extremely contagious and it would have. Uh, disastrous effects if it's found in North America. Um, it's it's really critical that uh, you know that you know that the North American market is prepared um, in the event that it were to be found. I know that uh, Canada Pork Council and 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 their U.S. counterparts have have been working pretty uh, regularly, pretty pretty steadily about. Um, contingencies in in the effect that in the event that it were to be found, um, but uh, to be clear, it, there's been nothing uh, found in North America, and and it's uh, it's something that uh, hopefully we can we can avoid with you know with good border measures and uh, and, and good um, phytosanitary uh, measures at the farm level. That was Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services giving us an update on the hog markets. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Series Global Seeds tours are planned for next week, August 10th in Winkler, August 11th at Beggett, 
and again August 18th at Delmar Beaujeur. Registration starts at 8 a.m. and tours get underway at 8.30. Topics include corn and soybean agronomy trials, corn and soybean marketing, specialty crops, food-grade soybean varieties, and more. You can RSVP by email to cunger at seriesglobalseeds.com. Manitoba Agriculture is offering an online environmental farm plan workshop August 25th. The deadline to enter is August 11th. Visit the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. And the annual general meeting for Farm Credit Canada is scheduled for August 18th at 1 p.m. It'll be held virtually. Visit the FCC website for details on how to join. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, we're joined now by Melissa Atchison, Vice President of Manitoba Beef Producers, to talk about the feed situation. No secret that it's quite dry. Um, crops are pretty stressed and stunted. We're, we're expecting a lot of light light grains coming off the fields, and uh, the hay crops are quite quite behind and, and low yield this, this year. I guess as we get closer to sort of harvest and, and just looking ahead to the winter, um, what are some options if, if um, pastures are no, long, no longer available? Yeah, I mean, if we can work with our, our annual crop producers to, you know, maybe use some of those low-quality or low-yielding grains, that would be really helpful and promote some goodwill across the industry. It's certainly important to check all these straw. I think there's going to be a lot of straw being fed this year. Uh, check it for nitrates. Get it feed tested and, and make sure your ration is balanced by a qualified nutritionist just to just to avoid any metabolic wrecks that could occur. Yeah, I guess um, talk a little bit more about that sort of that partnership be- uh, between uh, grain farmers and, and livestock farmers. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about that over the last few weeks. Is that something that's been um, been happening? Uh, farmers are are um, offering up their crops or. Yeah, certainly there's been a few few producers who are really, um, you know, putting putting the word out there that they've got some crop that they would um, sooner switch to alternate use, and there's been some good collaboration across the industry. It's been really nice to see. Uh, I understand they're in a really tight spot, too, what with feed grain prices and forward contracts. Um, we're, we're all in this together. It's been a bad year for everybody, but I really am I'm happy to see some of that collaboration across the industries. Are there certain uh, certain crops that work, I guess, would work better for feed than others, or...? Well, the great thing about a cow is that they um, have a rumen and they are able to, to eat most things as long as we get them tested and balance them. So, so we, we have a really great way. They can eat cold potatoes. They can eat soybeans. They can eat pea straw. They can eat just about anything if we, if we do it right. So that's the beauty of a cow. Talk a little bit more about the, the cold potatoes. I actually just saw something here this morning. Um, Peak of the Market had uh, posted something. Oh, they're just potatoes that don't make the grade for table potatoes. So um, it was really nice to see Peak doing something like that to offer up those potatoes to, to livestock producers for free. They just had to come pick them up. So, again, a really, really nice way to see some goodwill across our whole agriculture industry. We're, we're not a big industry as far as the amount of people, but we're, we've got big hearts, so that's really nice to see. Any uh, final thoughts on your part, sir? No, just hang in there, everyone. I know this is tough, but uh, certainly if you're, if you're keeping cows this winter and you're feeding some novel feed, please get it tested and, and a ration balance with a qualified nutritionist. That was Melissa Atchison, Vice President of Manitoba Beef Producers. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The governments of Canada and Manitoba have agreed to increase the 2021 Agri-Stability Interim Benefit Payment Percentage from 50% to 75% for Manitoba producers. 
The interim benefit provides the opportunity for producers who are enrolled in AgriStability to access a portion of their benefit early to help support losses and cover costs. With this increase, Manitoba producers can apply for an interim benefit to receive 75% of their estimated final 2021 benefit before completing their program year. Manitoba is also invoking the late participation option for producers not currently participating in AgriStability. Payments to late participants will be reduced by 20% prior to applying any other deductions or penalties. Participants may be eligible for an interim payment as an advance on their final 2021 AgriStability benefit. The deadline to apply for an interim payment is March 31st of 2022. And Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo announced that the Government of Canada is making $100 million available through the Agri-Recovery Framework to address the immediate extraordinary costs faced by producers due to the drought and wildfires. The funding is designed to match all provincial agri-recovery submissions on the 60-40 cost-shared basis outlined under the Canadian Agricultural Partnership. Winter wheat harvest is in full swing. Spring wheat and barley has also begun in early planted fields. Yields are expected to be highly variable. Mallory LaWarren is with the Manitoba Crop Alliance. Pretty early as far as cereal harvest goes. And that's obviously just because of the heat and drought. The cereal crops have advanced rapidly. LaWarren says she's heard reports of producers that won't be able to swath cereals due to a lack of straw to hold up the swath. And Bill Campbell, president of Keystone Agricultural Producers, commented on the harvest And until we actually get grain in the hopper and grain in the bin, I don't think we can really assess what we have as a crop. Um, You know, it it changes field to field and even within the field, it it changes with regards to yield and quality and samples. We will see what we have when we get done and, and take an assessment from there. But I think I can be rest assured in saying that this drought has caused significant damage to the yield production in Manitoba this year. Um, Some areas, not so much. Some areas are devastated by this drought at this point in time. Campbell expects harvest to fully get underway next week. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.